This is Your Morning Basket, where we help you bring truth, goodness, and beauty to your homeschool day. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this very special edition of the Your Morning Basket podcast. I'm Pam Barnhill, your host, and I'm so happy that you are joining me here today. Well, this edition came about because we had some homeschool moms in our communities talking about what to do over the Christmas holidays. And Dawn and I kind of chimed in about what we were doing over the holiday season. And when I say Christmas holidays at this point, I'm talking about the time kind of from Thanksgiving all the way through Epiphany. So kind of that Advent Christmas time of year where maybe you're wanting to do a little something different with your schooling. So Don and I were commenting in our Facebook group about what we were doing, and we had a number of people chime in and say, hey, is there a podcast about this? Well, there is now. So Don and I got together and decided to just chat about a few options for your homeschool through the holiday season. And we do talk about morning time and morning time options, but we also talk about some other things as well. And we'll get on with that conversation right after this word from our sponsor. Today's podcast is brought to you by Maestro Classics Stories and Music. Maestro Classic MP3s and CDs with narrated stories and activity books are the best way to add classical music curriculum to your homeschool. Visit maestroclassics.com this Black Friday weekend for the biggest sale of the year. All CDs with activity books will be on sale for under $10. And as a Your Morning Basket listener, you can save an extra 17% off the sale price. Just enter the coupon code PAM at checkout. Shop Black Friday weekend and get free shipping on all orders with guaranteed delivery well before Christmas. And speaking of Christmas, are you ready for the holidays? Get in the spirit with Tchaikovsky's The Nutcracker Ballet featuring storyteller Jim Weiss, and he's a Barnhill family favorite, and the London Philharmonic Orchestra. This CD sold out last year, so get yours soon and make the Nutcracker a Christmas tradition. Give the gift of music this holiday season and visit maestroclassics.com. That's maestro, spelled M-A-E-S-T-R-O, classics.com, where the best classical music curriculum awaits your homeschool. And now, on with the podcast. Hello, hello, Dawn. Welcome to the program. Thank you so much for joining me today for this very special episode of Your Morning Basket. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. It's good to be here as always and talking about one of my very favorite things. Are you getting into the Christmas spirit? Yeah. (laughs) My kids are practicing their Christmas music on the piano, which I don't let myself listen to Christmas music before Thanksgiving-ish, but they're allowed to practice their music. So that kind of like starts to get the juices flowing, you know? Yeah, I I guess it really would. That's kind of neat. And Olivia will too. She'll start before too long practicing a Christmas piece or two and I'll get to hear it before Christmas. So that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, let's, let's talk a little bit. So we're recording this episode because we've had a number of questions in our community about Christmas time and It's not even necessarily, I think a lot of the ideas we're going to give you today don't necessarily have to do with morning time, but this seemed like the best place to put it. 
We are going to talk about morning time, but this seemed like kind of the best place to put these Christmas ideas when some of our community members started asking us, hey, will you do an episode of different things you can do for your homeschool throughout the Christmas season? So that's why it ended up here. And we thank you guys for listening, even though we're going to talk about a lot of different things. Yep. Sounds good. Well, I think we wanted to start with a number of ideas for Christmas time. So you're kind of humming along with your homeschool. You're going through the day, the day. You're kind of like Santa Claus. You're checking your list, getting things (laughs) done, (laughs) busy as elves, all of those different little analogies there. But then what do you do when the Christmas season is upon us? And now I want to say that We also, when we say the Christmas season in this context, we're kind of using it interchangeably with the Advent season. So it's also, for a lot of us, it's the Advent season where it's preparation for Christmas time as well. So we came up with a list of ideas. So do you want to start with the first one? Because this is actually the one that you do. That's right. We a long time ago decided, I told you already that Christmas is my favorite time of the year. So we actually decided to take off from Thanksgiving through Epiphany. So we don't officially do school. That is our long summer break is we stop the last Friday before Thanksgiving is our last day of school. And we don't start back up until the Monday after January 6th. I love this model. And if it were not for the fact that I was in a co-op, I would so be doing this. We'd still have to take June off. Because we have a lot of activities in June, but this just sounds awesome. So Dawn's school year actually starts in January. We've talked about this before and some of the other benefits that come with this, like not having the February blues Mm -hmm. because everything's new and fresh, you know, but really it's so that you can get in that just taking off at Christmas. Right. Because... We do so much during the holiday season. We say we take it off, but really what we're taking off is we aren't doing formal academics, but we, if we could squish all of our field trips into about eight weeks, that's what we do over what we call Yuletide session. So tell us, uh, give us a few examples of some of the things you go and do, because I remember you being busy last year. (laughs) Yeah, we're very busy. We spend a day with my mom and dad and we bake cookies all day. I don't know how many dozens and dozens of cookies we make and we decorate them with cake decorator, icing and everything. We have a downtown adventure day here in central Ohio. There's a concert at the state house of youth choirs, like public school choirs that come in and do Christmas musics in the basement and it's free. We go in and eat our lunch and listen to that and we go see the big nativity display and the big train display at the main library downtown and all of the amazing light displays that are in downtown Columbus. That's a day. We usually go far afield one day. We've gone to Indianapolis to the Children's Museum and we've gone to Pittsburgh to the Carnegie Science Center in different years, not the same year, but go and spend the day there. And a lot of times those children's museums have fun holiday related activities. They put up a Christmas slide at the Indianapolis Museum. So in the planetarium, they often have related to the holiday things about stars or Santa coming on his sleigh or stuff like that, which is just fun and an enjoyable way to spend a day. We do, well, we have lots of music. So we have two recitals for sure. 
that we'll go to. We will, another event in our town is our Habitat for Humanity has a progressive choir concert between three churches. And you can go from church to church to church and hear three different choir concerts. It's really an amazingly fun event. So there's just all sorts of, oh, the Ohio Village. They have a Dickens of a Christmas at the Ohio Village where all of the docents are dressed up in Dickensian attire and they do all sorts of fun, you know, roasting chestnuts on an open fire and making plum pudding and showing what it was like to celebrate Christmas in the 1800s. So there's just so many fun things that you can do to spend your time in December that I didn't want to be like locking it down on the academics. So we just drop the academics. We keep the music because you have to practice your music and we go and do a lot. Oh, that sounds awesome. And okay, so we're doing kind of a version of this. And this is not the first time we've done this. We're actually taking our family vacation. We're leaving the Saturday after Thanksgiving. And now everybody knows when my house will be empty. (laughs) But you just don't know where I live. But we're, we're leaving the Saturday after Thanksgiving and the week after Thanksgiving is a great week to take your family vacation yeah. because nobody's on vacation the week after Thanksgiving. <laughs> and that's when introverts vacation is when nobody else is on vacation. So we're actually going to St. Augustine this year. Fun. Um, now, we don't do it this week every year, but this particular year we are. And we'll be going down there and there are some Christmas light displays. We'll only be down there for a few days and we're staying in a little cottage there near the beach and seeing all the historical sites. And so I haven't decided yet, are these school days or not school days, but it's that gray (laughs) line that's really blurry. You know, we're going to take the kids to see all the historical stuff in the fort. The fort is so cool. Yes. The fort is very cool. I grew up near St. Augustine. And so, yeah, yeah, I'm familiar. So, yeah, so we're only doing that for a week and then we're going to come back and start school again. A version of school, not the same thing we've been doing, but and we're about to talk about that. But, yeah, so that's one thing you could do is just plan to and be intentional about taking the month off and filling your day with all of these other really great opportunities. Can I just mention that if you are interested in aligning your academic year with the calendar year, there is a post on Homeschool Solutions Show where you can listen to how we do that with my family if that's something you're interested in. Yes, definitely. And we'll link up that post in the show notes for this particular episode. Okay, so that's option one. Option two is you can do your normal thing, but maybe a little bit lighter. And so what we mean by that is there are some families, and I think Misty's family does this, where they drop most things except for like math and free reading. And that's, Mm. you know, that's all you do for the season is you pick one or two things that you feel like it's important to continue to be consistent on, but drop back on a lot of the other things so you can fill your time, you can fill your days with those great Christmas read alouds or extra activities. Or, you know, some kind of Christmas schooling, like a Yule school kind of idea, Mm -hmm. you know, special things. But, you know, you're still keeping a little layer of academics kind of going on underneath. Yes, that's a great way to add in, you know, baking and crafting and having 
those a part of your day, but you still, yeah, keeping up on math. I always say we're going to do some math and we never do. (laughs) Right. Well, you know, but and this is a great way to keep the consistency up because, you know, we talk a lot about the benefits of homeschooling consistently. And we've had some moms in our latest homeschool consistency boot camp mentioned to us that they were afraid to take too long off because they would lose their consistency. You know, all the benefits that come with that, the less whining from the kids and just, you know, being in the groove. And this is the answer to that. Do, you know, one or two regular consistent things every day and then leave the rest of the day to do something fun or something different. Right. Okay. And then doing something different. That's you could also just take the holiday season and say, we're not going to do anything that we normally do. We're not going to take time off. But we're going to do something completely different than what we would normally do. And I think this is kind of what we're doing, where that fits in uh, this year. Because so when we get back from our vacation, we are actually we are, quote unquote, behind on our morning time. (laughs) We've been doing a lot of shorter morning time. We do a lot of reading allowed and doing different things to get kids ready for co-op each week. And so we Mm -hmm. haven't been working through those medieval history morning time plans like I've wanted to. Uh And they're so rich and so full of things to do. And I just don't want to miss those things. And so we're actually going to take time off of our regular studies during the Christmas season. And we're going to do the Middle Ages morning time plans. Okay. So is your co-op then off from Thanksgiving? Yes, it is. <laughs> ah, that's so, great scheduling because we're still, we don't really have a co-op, but we have a group of friends. We just get together and do stuff. So, but we're still going to have to, even though officially it's our off academic time, we're still going to get together with them and do our not, we call it our not co-op co-op and do those activities, even though it's officially my break. Right. Because the rest of the families in your co-op aren't working under that same schedule. Right. Or in your not co-op. Yeah. Our, yes, yeah. our not co-op. <laughs> yeah. So we're completely off after Thanksgiving until about the second week of January with the co-op. And so that to me, I was like, I'm getting farther and farther behind in these morning time plans. I think Jessica's on week eight and I'm on week two. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm a slacker. And, you know, we've been we've just been focusing on other things. We've got first communion prep this year and some other things that we've got in our morning time that she doesn't. And so we're falling farther behind with the plans. But I want to do them because they're fabulous and they are, you know, you could do a week of those plans in two days if that's all you're doing. So we're going to be able to catch up a lot of those weeks and just, you know, fill our school season in December with good books and you know, picture study and poetry and everything. It'll just all have a Middle Ages theme. So cool. So I that, like it. Yeah, that's doing something different. So we've talked about taking time off, mm-hmm. doing your normal thing, but lighter, doing something different. And so now we're going to talk about doing something Christmas. Yeah. Have you ever done that? I mean, you're kind of doing something Christmas, but have you ever done anything Christmassy for school? Well, we have done or attempted to do morning time over the break because we've always wanted to, you know, have some, we don't really see morning time. It is part of school, but it's like a part of life too. Mm -hmm. So 
doing a Jesse Tree study during morning time or doing, there are several books, the Jotham's Journey books, or doing those things during our morning time and then doing like holiday themed. I found one time, what are those? You had a picture recently of those little plastic blocks that are different shapes, like the red is a triangle and the blue is an octagon. Oh, pattern, pattern blocks. Pattern blocks. I found some Christmas themed pattern block sheets one year. So we did those and just finding a different holiday theme of things we normally would do in morning time and kind of putting those together and just having fun with it and doing as much as we can. And we would do Christmas hymns so that they were prepared to sing them in church and memorize Luke 2, the Christmas portion of Luke 2. So that and then throw in, you know, the handcraft. So they're making Christmas presents and they're we're baking more regularly. And so they get some math and some science and some handcrafts and just all sorts of those things that we have done that in the past, sort of, <laughs> you know, Sometimes when you're planning the time off, you make these grandiose plans and you don't do very much of them. So but that's OK. That's, <laughs> OK. that's OK. Yeah. So we read the Bible and we're good. Yeah. So. And, it, you know, it's fine to get excited about making some plans and kind of having this big grand plan of things to do. And then, you know, being OK with not getting to everything you plan because you can tuck it away and pull it out next year and do Absolutely. the rest of it then. Well, and you know what? My kids love that we always sing, you know, come that long expected Jesus the first week of Advent. I mean, if we only do it one day out of the week, that's the one, you know, they remember that and they learn it and it becomes a part of them. Repetition here is not a bad thing. No, no, because it becomes part of the tradition, part of the family culture. And and we're going to do this you know, every year. And somebody asked one time, we we have our free Advent plans and we're uh-huh. going to, it's our little three week free set. And these are good for any Christian tradition, any any Christian tradition, because we're going to talk in just a minute about the, the Catholic plans. But these particular plans, they're three weeks. And somebody says, well, aren't there four weeks in Advent? And our response is, Yes, but we didn't overwhel- want to overwhelm you because who's actually going to get to all four weeks of the plans, you know, right. in, during that time? Because you're going to be doing other things. And so really, we feel like the three weeks is going to be enough. Yes. For whatever, you know, you're just not going to get to the rest. <laughs> you're really not. And if you do, shoot us an email and we'll figure out something for you to do that last week. <laughs> you can you can put Joy to the World in for the hymn the last week. Yeah, or something. <laughs> we'll we'll figure yeah. it out. But I think for most people, for most homeschool families with a lot of kids and a lot of things going on, the 3 weeks are going to be more than enough and then you're going to probably not get to some things that you can, yeah. you know, do next year. So let's talk about a couple of different things that we have going on for kind of the Advent season, because if you're celebrating Advent and then if you're from the Catholic faith tradition, like I am, there's so many saints days and feast days. And, you know, Advent is supposed to be a time of preparation, preparing your heart for Jesus's first and second coming. And but 
there's so many feast days <laughs> in Advent <laughs> that you can celebrate that are just fun feast days. St. Nicholas's Day is there. St. Lucia's Day, we have a little tradition with that where we make, we actually do breakfast for dinner. We never got it together to like have everything in the morning, but we do breakfast for dinner and we have cinnamon rolls and Olivia makes herself a little candle wreath hat to wear in the Swedish wow. custom. It's it's out of paper. It's not fancy. And then, <laughs> you know, Our Lady of Guadalupe, which, you know, you have to have like Mexican food and hot chocolate. So there's so many great saints feast days that you can celebrate during that Advent season as you're taking those steps towards Christmas and preparing your heart for Jesus with extra prayer, extra acts of service, and those kinds of things. So that's something else, kind of all together, a different feel to it. And singing O Come, O Come, Emmanuel and the old antiphons and those things, getting, you know, getting your heart ready for Christmas. So there's another kind of another option that's a little bit different as well. Mm -hmm. But we, we've got some things that are, are going to be helpful to people. So first of all, we have our Advent plans that are going to be, go ahead. I was going to say, and they're, people really seem to like them. People have been asking me, are there, are the Advent plans still out there? Yep, they sure are. And I send them the link and they're thrilled. So. Yeah. And we're actually updating them. Oh, yeah. We're going to do a second set of Advent plans that by the time this podcast airs should be out. And because we wanted to give you guys kind of a two year rotation for nice. those. Yeah. So there'll be kind of an A set and a B set. They're three weeks long because of the, uh, you know, we think that's more than enough. <laughs> and <laughs> you can spread it out. There's a loop schedule. You can do it like that. and you know, it's a lot of fun, kind of something different for you to do with your morning time throughout the holiday season. Okay. Now, great. you had a resource you wanted to talk about, something else new that was coming out from somebody that is very important to both of us, but to you too. I'm so excited and I can't wait to learn more about it. But the Cersei Institute announced in the last week or so that Cindy Rollins is going to have a new book out. I think it's going to be called Hallelujah. And for years, Cindy has recommended this Handel's Messiah Advent reader that goes through the Messiah and it has readings and information about that for Advent devotions. It's out of print and it's really expensive to find these days. But Cindy has a new book coming out and I'm hoping that it's going to kind of follow track her plan for doing the Messiah through the holidays. And it should be out by the time this airs, but we'll find out more on November 1st, I guess. It looks like there are going to be essays or it says Cindy and friends. So on the tag, there are a list of people who have contributed to this as well. So I'm just excited. Oh, that'll be fun. Another resource that we have coming out for the holiday season is in addition to our Catholic liturgical year plans. And this is a much more robust set than our Advent plans. This is actually a longer set that goes all the way through Advent through Epiphany. And so that set is going to be coming out later. By the time this podcast airs, it should be out. So we'll have that Catholic set to add to our liturgical year plans as well. And, and we just want to say that the free plans are available for any Christian tradition. The Catholic plans are 
a little more specifically Catholic and following the uh, the church liturgical year. And so those are a, kind of a beefier, more in-depth set. Well, I know people are really excited about those liturgical plans that are coming out. I get a lot of questions. Are they ready yet? Are they ready yet? So people are thrilled that resource is going to be available. Yeah. So happy to have those. And those are written by the wonderful Jeannie Shaw. So yeah. uh, who does the music for some of our historical plans? Very talented. And we're happy to have her. Yes. Okay. So just we're going to wrap up with a few more ideas that we had for things that you could do in the holiday season. And I wanted to point out this great new post that came out on the Afterthoughts blog by Don Duran. And it's all about, I know you guys have seen this tradition online about wrapping the books in wrapping paper and putting them in a basket for Christmas time. And I am going to be completely honest with you guys. I do not like wrapping gifts. And so my <laughs> response to this has always been, ain't nobody got time for that. Well, and like people say, oh, you just do it right after Christmas and then it's all waiting for you after Thanksgiving again. I'm thinking... That's the last time that I really want to be wrapping presents is after all of the wrapping has just been removed from the kids. Yeah, no, 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 no. That, no, not going to fly. So this is kind of, I'm not going to call it the lazy mom's way to do this because to me, it turns out so much better. Well, and Um, they're so pretty. They are. So we're going to send you over to the blog post because we want you to go over and see what, you know, the different ideas that she's doing over there. But she ends up making a, reusable, quote unquote, wrapping (laughs) for them. So basically, you make these once and you use them year after year after year to wrap your book so that you can put them in the basket and they're a nice surprise. It's really pretty. And, uh, you know, the kids still get to take the book out of the basket and open it up and see what's in there. And I don't have to cut and tape and fold. And yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought today, actually, I was working on tomorrow's newsletter. We're uh, recording this on a Thursday night. And I linked to that post in there. And I said, it would be so cool to get together and have like buy these supplies in bulk and have a party with a few mom friends. And you each walk home with your own set. That would be fun. Yeah. So you can share some of the supplies. So I might question your introvert card. <laughs> You know what? I like getting together with I know you do. friends that I have something to talk to about. <laughs> Just don't <laughs> stick me in a party situation where I have to do small talk. <laughs> so anyway, go check that out. We're linking to it in the show notes for you. And yeah, it's I think I'm going to make a set. So okay, I'm ready. Cool. Yeah, I can't wait to see. Okay, so wrapping books and in a much more doable, doable way and taking the book out every day and reading it. That is a great thing to do for the holidays. And then games. Yeah. Do you guys play games over the holidays? We do. I always like try to push for Quirkle. Can we play Quirkle? That's my favorite. I have not played Quirkle. I think I need you to. haven't played I have... Quirkle. No. Mm-mm. Oh, my goodness. So there are these black squares that kind of look like dominoes, except they're square. There are six shapes and six colors. And you want to make a row of either six different shapes all in the same color. So six purples with all the different shapes or a row with all of the shapes in different colors. So red, orange, yellow, green, blue, 
purple. It's been a little bit since we've played it, but you want to do that and you try and block and you add up your scores and it takes like an hour. It's a super fun game. It's my favorite. Okay. So I'm going to put this one on my, in my Amazon cart so I can pick it up before we go on vacation so we can take it with us. Yeah. And it's, it's spelled funny. It's Q-W-I-R-K-L-E. Okay. It's, It's quirky. I think I've seen it. I think I've seen it. But yeah, Yeah. I am actually going to be the mean mom. (laughs) And I'm going to find math games for us to play over the holidays. Well, this is a math game, sort of. It's not like adding. Well, there is a little bit of adding with your scores, but it's definitely logic and like trying to block people and trying to get the most points you can and stuff. So, oh, I'm going to be a little more overt than that. Okay, (laughs) But So I've been taking note of a few things. And one of the things I've noticed is Thomas, my youngest, has a hard time remembering that dimes are 10 and nickels are five and all of Mm. that stuff. And so there's a Montessori bank game that I used to play with the two older kids when they were actually younger than what he is now. So I'm going to do a little Googling and find they loved it. It was all about like you were trading coins until you got up to a dollar. And we played it for hours and hours and hours. (laughs) And so I've got to find that game. But I'm going to do things like that, like, you know, addition war and multiplication war and different. I've got a few books and resources for card games for math. Fun. You could look for it's called Samoku and it's you have a die and you throw it and then all of your plays have to be the multiple of whatever that number is. So if it's a three that. You have to play enough tiles that you get a multiple of three in your row. Okay. And then there's Prime Climb, which is another good one. I want to learn about that. Have you played that? I have not played it. They've played it at co-op some. Olivia has played it and they just sang the praises of it at co-op. So I was considering maybe picking up a copy of that for for us. We usually do a game for Christmas. So that one might be it. Okay. And actually, you know what? I don't have to buy a copy because there's a copy at the co-op cabinet. So I may just check it out over Christmas. But the point is, guys, you know, you can get that math skills practice in by playing really fun games or you can just play fun games or bananagrams if you want to do language kinds of things. The 10 days in some continent for geography games. Exactly. So a lot of learning. And then My Little Poppies, mm-hmm. uh, Kate Curley has her game schooling community on Facebook. And yes. so if you want a large active community that talks all about games and has ideas for games and will give you reviews of games, that community is one that you really need to uh, to tap into. And we can link to that one. And Absolutely. Then I, I saw you added one of my favorite things to the end of the list here. <laughs> so we're going to wrap it up with... Put a puzzle on the school table. So since we take off such a long time, we clear off the school table on our last day and I put a puzzle all over the table and hopefully we we will work it this year and have it completed by the time we're ready to start back up. Awesome. How many pieces do you do? I think the one I got was a thousand pieces. Yeah, we did a thousand piece one last year and... No, 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 no. I take that back. We did 550 pieces over Thanksgiving, and then we replaced it with another like 500, 550 piece. I should mail you that one. It's a really fun gingerbread cookie. Oh, yeah. I got Rockefeller Center, the Christmas in Rockefeller Center, because it was my oldest went to New York City last year. So that's the one we got. 
Okay. So, yeah, this is a tradition that we have, and we do it every year. We spread out a big puzzle on the school table. We typically have to wait until we're done with the, you know, schooling. And then there's nothing better than, you know, the lights are down low, the Christmas music's playing in the morning. You're either sipping coffee and working the puzzle or in the evening having sipping wine and working the puzzle. And it's just a great stress reliever, you know, for your holidays there. Yeah. Yeah. I think that we're going to try it again this year. Our school table is in a loft, so it's not like in, it's harder to get to, but I would like to accomplish it this year. Yeah. Yeah. We always get one or two done during the school season and the kids, you know, I like it more than they do. They kind of come and go, but it's okay. They can do that. They can come and go. And we have some, you know, fun conversations while we're working the puzzle. So yeah, that's great. Okay, well, guys, we are just going to invite you to come over to the comments for this particular episode and tell us some of the things that you do during the Christmas season, you know, either as you're recognizing Advent and traveling through Advent towards Christmas or, you know, just doing Christmassy things with your family. And then we have it, you know, Christmas season goes all the way through Epiphany. Just what do you do and how do you enjoy it? And and how is your schooling different, you know, with your kids? So we want to hear about your traditions and what you're doing. I can always use new, new ideas. That sounds great. Well, Dawn, thanks so much for joining me here to talk about this one. Thank you, Pam. It was fun. And there you have it. Now, hopefully you've gotten some great ideas of things that you could do over the holiday season in your homeschool. So if you would like links to any of the things that Don and I talked about today, you can find them at the show notes for this episode. That's at pambarnhill.com forward slash YMBSP2 for special edition number two. And we'll have links for everything for you there. We'll have links for the Advent plans, the free ones that we released last year. And we'll also have a link to the Christmas season plans that we're releasing this year. We decided to name them something different so they wouldn't be confused with the Advent ones. So we have the free Advent plans and the free Christmas season plans, both of those three-week mini-sets for you on the show notes for this episode of the podcast. And we'll also have a link for the more in-depth liturgical year Advent through Epiphany plans linked for you there as well. Also linked there is our sponsor for this special episode, Maestro Classics, and you can hop over and check out their selections, including their wonderful Nutcracker CD as well. So all of that is there for you on the show notes, all of the links to everything that Don and I talked about today. And you guys get ready for a great holiday season in your homeschool. Thanks so much for joining us. And until we come back again, keep seeking truth, goodness and beauty in your homeschool day. (laughs) 